Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Hour. In this episode, we're going to do a quick A1 recap. We're going to dive into San Francisco Supercross round two. And of course, if you like this podcast, uh, like it, subscribe, share it, iTunes, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, please share it. Thank you for supporting us. And let's dive on in. Let's ride. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Hour. We're back. Episode three. Let's go. Here to give you a San Francisco Supercross preview. Hell yeah. How are we feeling here? I am your host, Colton Scudder, here with my co-host. Amanda. How's it going, guys? There we go. We're back. We're excited. And we're loving the feedback that we're getting from our fans. Um, We really do appreciate it. It is really cool posting these around and, and just getting feedback from our our friends, our family, and people we don't even know that we're meeting for the first time. It's honestly super cool and the kind of support that we're getting. So um, please, again, uh, like, subscribe, share it to your friends, share it to your parents, um, all around. It's just it, we love the support that we're getting. So share it around and um, support us so we can help you guys with some information and do some big giveaways we have planned for you guys. But as we dive into this, San Francisco, we're back. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so excited. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited for San Francisco. Um, it's been a while since we've been there, actually. Uh, 2010, 14 seasons. Long time ago. It's because we went to Oakland, and Oakland's... It's, it's not horrible. It's not great, though. Think of, like, uh, Danny but I- as a stadium. But dirtier. Greasy. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, we we went to Oakland Supercross uh, two seasons ago, and um, obviously the racing and stuff like that's fine, but the, just the venues, just not questionable, not ideal. But yeah. that's okay. We're on to San Francisco, and I've been to this park before, Oracle Park, the Giants Baseball Stadium. It's a very cool park, right on the ocean. I dig it. I think it's gonna be a really cool venue. Yeah, I I just I'm super excited to see what they're gonna do for filming because you're gonna see the water in the background. How how many people do you think are gonna be out on the water? On like the the kayaks, like the dude yeah. for the baseball game. Yeah. Um. On, honestly, if you were to sit out there in the water, I wonder if you can see the giant jumbotron. Because if so, you can watch the race for free from the ocean. Yep. Although, ocean at nighttime, the ocean's a uh, it's a bugaboo for me. I don't know. There's just some like I love sharks. I love the ocean, all that stuff. But at yeah. nighttime, ooh, it's like dark and mysterious. Well, Nessie's, like Nessie's gonna come out and get me or no, something. No, that's Tahoe. Uh, no, that's Tessie. Oh, you're I'm right. talking about Nessie. Oh, okay. The Nessie, not just Nessie. Isn't the that like Nessie. Germany or something though? That's not even in the ocean. It's in a lake. Waters come around. They connect. There's tunnels. Don't don't question what I got going on here. Okay. <laughs> the water at nighttime is a sketchy place. It's just sketchy. Let alone the ocean. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. You're um, right. But yeah. So for uh, San Francisco, um, let's just dive right on into this. First of all, the track map. We're looking at it. I think it's gonna be an awesome race. Uh, the start straight is super long, so things are going to be gapped out. I don't think there's going to be those big first turn crashes that you normally have in those short starts. This will be a little bit more spread out. 
but the track looks really fast. Yeah, I like I like that it's longer. I think it gives a chance for whoever doesn't get a good jump to really get on it and get around people. And uh, um, mostly talking about Jet Lawrence, but we'll get there. Um, and it goes into like a nice little left-hander and straight into the rhythm section. I love it. I love that there's two tabletops. It's not just a good bunch of doubles. I think it'll make it for a very interesting start. What what I like about it for about ha well, almost half a lap or whatever, it's just, it's fast, flowy. It, it's just one long rhythm. But I think the, the one thing that I see looking at this track map that's going to be I would say the biggest game changer to me, you were talking about, if you're racing in Supercross, you're the one of the baddest 1% on best the planet. of the best, exactly. yeah. So rhythm sections, no problem. Uh, triples, finish line job, that's no problem to all of them. Yeah. What I'm looking at is this really long whoop section. Oh, yeah. Uh, last week at A1, we had two short ones, and from what I've been hearing and what I saw, they were small. They weren't that big and difficult. Yeah. I don't know what the size of these ones are going to be, but what I see is they're very it's a long section, and uh, they tend to get chewed up. And if that gets chewed up, it, you know, you get, it starts a question. Are they? Is, I think it's going to make a split. Yeah. Who's going to blitz them? Who's going to start doubling them? And what's going to be faster? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends on how big they are um, and how uh, how you say pointy the tops are. Because, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes whoop sections can get really rough because there's such an aggressive angle at the very top. But um, that that's a really good point, and I love that it goes sweeping left right into a sand section. I love sand. I think I, I like that they're incorporating sand a little bit more yeah. this year, or at least in the first two rounds. And I know there's a couple other rounds throughout the year that got some good sand sections. I like a good yeah. sand turn personally. Uh, this is just like a little sand straightaway. It looks like yeah. they're going to breeze right. But through it gets it. chewed up, you know. It just and it, it does. looks good. It and does. I mean, looking at the weather, I mean, there's a 65 percent chance of rain almost all day. Yeah, and so, so actually you bring up a really good point there. You're also sea level. Yeah. Regardless of the weather, it, it, even if it was going to be beautiful outside, you got to deal with humidity, and that, I think, alone is going to put moisture into the dirt, and it's going to rut up. And that's why yeah. I'm looking at these whoops. It's and The whoops, not, not actually not just the whoops. It comes down to those rhythm sections, too. You're going to have the big uh, one lines going through the bottom, uh, it, like the transitions. You're going to have these big ruts. Dragon uh, pegs. I, I think it's gonna be interesting. But you brought up a great, uh, great point of the weather. Yeah. Let's get a weather report for San Francisco. Yeah. So low of forty nine. Um, it's supposed to be raining all day. Like literally from like three, four in the morning. Almost sixty five percent chance all day. Past. It even looks like nine o'clock at night. It looks like it's gonna literally rain all day. And San Francisco in general is already pretty muggy. Um, for those of you who've never been there, it's almost always foggy, almost always. And 60 degrees in San Francisco is cold. And the high there is 57. So, so with all that together, is it going to be a mutter? I think yes. I think yes. Mutter. We'll we love it. a mutter. And oh, you yeah. know what? Having a mutter in round two, it really, j it, you, you know, let's just talk about, let's just do a quick highlight because Jet, you know, one a one by in like a dominating fashion. I know we're jumping ahead to the 450 really quick, but I'm just saying like, and this goes for RJ too. I guess in the 250s is that you win a one, and then you go win round two. You're like you're gapping yourself. You're building that points uh, cushion up. Yeah. Well, you throw a mutter in a round two. It's Anyone hard to get into a, a rhythm. Like it because we saw an outdoors jet. 
you know, he won round one, run round two, round round three. Next thing you know, he's on a run of winning every single race, went 22-0, and 0, obviously. But we look at it this way. Is you throw a mutter in the mix in round two, it's hard to get that rhythm going. It kind of, not that we needed a reset in round two, but this could shuffle up so much. Honor Lawrence didn't even make the main event this year uh, at A1. He could win it. A mutter throws in such a twist. And um, so I'm, I'm excited for a mutter. Obviously, I'm a fan of mutters because it really just shuffles the board. It puts in a, you know, we talked the last week about A1 being, you know, A1's weird. Barca's won it three times. Kenny kills it. But, you know, A1 is one of those races that you can't judge the whole season off of it because it, A1's weird. Yeah. You always have the oddballs that, you know, come out and do really good. Yeah. Well, we had two favorites win it. But now it's kind of crazy. We got round two. We got another crazy race that anyone can win it. You're not looking at a favorite right now. Oh, no. You start looking at not who's the smoothest and fastest. Now you start looking at those technical riders. Who's good in the mud? We could have new points leaders leaving San Francisco. Yeah, just like I said, I mean, any anybody can win a mutter. You can have the leader way back there. They're just stuck. They get stuck in puddles. They get stuck, like, literally pegged deep in the mud. The we whole race. We also got to look at um, uh, bike issues, too. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to be overheating mm -hmm. all the weight on the bikes. Yeah. And it's not even that, too. It's also the riders. The riders can get tired because... Riding instead in mud of doing, is hard. Instead of doing these giant rhythm sections, if it is a mutter, you're doing a bunch of singles or trying to pull out doubles every once in a while. We saw a couple mutters last year, and it, Max Anstey came out of nowhere and got his first 250 Supercross win last year in a mutter. Yeah. And you never know who's going to come out and, and do do good. Um, so, no, uh, very excited going into round two. Um, so let, let's dive into the 250s really quick, but before we do – um, we have a medical expert in studio. Oh God. <laughs> That's right. We have a medical expert in here. Let's get a rundown on injuries and medical reports after a one going into round two. All right. So a one, right? Thrasher down out. Um, he's actually totally fine. He's just banged up uh, a little sore, but he's in for this round. Um, Julian Benek, I think is how we bet Benek. Yeah, sorry. Um, apparently, he was out before he won. He got mono. Stop kissing all them ladies, dude. Um, otherwise, he's still undecided if he's going to race uh, SF or not. And then Lux Turner. Oh. So sad. I am Our seriously guy. so depressed. Uh, we, when he went down, I was just, he was just down. And I was like, oh, no. Um, apparently, he fractured the left side of his hip. So he has a break in his left hip and possible fracture more internally in his pelvis as I well. I feel you, so my guy. I've been there. He's uh, probably going to be out for the foreseeable future, but he seems to be in good spirits on Instagram. He posted about it, and he's like, all we can do is heal up and get back out there and learn from our mistakes, which I really respect. So, Lux, you get better if you're listening to this. Um, we're rooting for you, and uh, we'll be waiting when you come we're back. We're waiting for you, Lux. We're waiting for you. Hell yeah. But other than that, that's pretty much it for medical update. I mean, nothing crazy for the 250s. You, um, you hit on Thrasher. I I did. Oh, you did. Okay, I just make. I'm just making sure. Yeah, I, he was being a little a little puss puss. I know. I I, I, I really thought he broke broke his collarbone. Honestly. Well, the way he walked off, yeah. the way he landed, and everything like that, and then he then he just kind of. I thought he was done. I was like, of course, the the black cloud is just following Thrasher again, and then. No, he's fine. Then uh, yeah, I get a report that oh he's fine. What? 
Yeah, like, wh- what? Okay. I, I mean, all right. I mean, him. he went down pretty hard. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I definitely thought he broke his collarbone the way he was holding his arm. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, other than that, that's pretty much it for the, the cool. medical update. Well, thank you for the medical update. Uh, we like having that. Our medical expert on hand is very useful. I know by experience. <laughs> so let's do a quick 250 recap of A1. Um, RJ Hampshire looked extremely dominant. Um, took charge of the race early on, a couple laps in, took the lead and never really looked back. Jordan Smith coming in second place. Kind of blindsided a lot of people. I was a believer. Um, but came in, rode, had a sh- super strong heat race, and carried it into the main and came in for a second. So we're definitely looking at uh championship contender right there. Yeah. Levi Kitchen on a brand new ride going from Yamaha to Kawasaki comes in a third. Joe Shimoda, a little bit of a letdown to a lot of people, coming in fourth place, looked horrible all day long, and uh, put in a hard charge there towards the end for fourth and round out our top five. We had Maximus Volan. I love that name. Love the bike. Love the rider. And I'm, I think top five is a great start for him. Also changing from KTM to Kawasaki. So there's our top five finishers from A1. So let's dive into San Francisco. Um, with it, with the chances of it being a mutter, being high, I love RJ in this situation. Yeah. I love him. Love him. I think uh, he showed it. Uh, it was last year at the East-West shootout um, when, yeah, I think he technically DNF'd or they gave him like a like a 15th place finish or whatever. But uh, those of you that follow Supercross last year, we had that big mutter, Max Anstey won, and RJ had the send moment of the entire year, final corner, and just head first, just blew into uh, – Jet Lawrence into the final corner, slid into home plate, and Jet got out of it, and RJ's bike was just Did buried not. in the mud, yeah. and he couldn't get it out. Um, just the picture of him, with his, he had no goggles, covered in mud, yeah. but you could see his white-ass teeth was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> That's uh, true. No, I, I mean, I love RJ in this situation. Um, I think he holds strong. I think he's got the confidence. They figured something out on that Husky bike. Uh, the Huskies and the KTMs, they, I think they found something. Um, and I think this is his chance to just com- come in, put a smooth right in. And and if he leaves with the red plate, and um, if he does, I think he's got a good chance of holding it for the rest of the year. But um, I, I, just, I like RJ in this situation. Yeah, he that, that was really unfortunate last year. Um, but mud is so heavy. Like, there's no way he could have gotten that bike up, especially after riding almost an entire moto. No way. That mm-hmm. mud adds, like, 20, 30, 40, 50 oh, pounds that, to yeah. your bike. It adds so yeah. much. But, um, you know, I'm excited to see uh, Levi Kitchen and Max Boland again this round. I just think with their new rides. They, they look, look good at A1. They look really good. A, yeah. four, a third and a fifth? Their first round on the new bikes. Come on, like that's and Volan got the heat race win. Yeah, too. that's just like great. Um, I, I'm going to go away from them though. Mm. I do. Um, I saw the potential you saw in a certain rider, so my pick is going to be Jordan Smith. I think he's going to win. Ooh. Uh, I think anyone can win a mutter because crazy things happen during these races. But uh, I think he shows some promise. As long as he can, he, he can be consistent and not go down in the mud, I think he has a good chance. Yeah, you know, um, I, I like Jordan Smith. 
my one concern is the bike. That 23 Yamaha 250, um, you know, Yamaha, that Star Racing Yamaha has got their bikes figured out, but um, who knows? The, the mud could be an issue, and I'm just not 100% sure. It's a, it's a tw- the 23 250 is a new model. Um, so, I mean, hopefully they get it all figured out. It's a factory team. They should. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm a little, a little worried and it all depends on how much of a matter it is, is how, how, how risky are people wanting, how, how risky are these riders wanting to send it being that it's round two, they got a long season ahead of them. Yeah. How hard do they want to send it? Are they going to settle for that top five or are they going to push to go get to that podium? Yeah. And it's only as much as the track and bike will allow them. And I know that's kind of usually how it is, but yeah. the mud are just, it, it's so much riskier than normal. And, you know, you have to think about it. There's degrees of mudders, right? There's, like, the track's a little sloppy. There's, like, what was it? Daytona, like, a couple of years ago where everyone literally had to crawl along the entire track. That was uh, nothing. early 2000s. No, there was another one I thought recently. Uh, it got wet, but no, you're talking about the legendary Daytona Mudder. You um, could have another one. It's San Francisco, and when it rains there, it rains. Yes, it, it rains so hard. The old, the, so what you get it though at a stadium, there's a base, <coughs> so you don't shoot into the dirt. There's actually a base. It's uh, like a plywood type of deal. You come down, you, you start hitting a base where uh, the Daytona Mudder, the grass that they use for the infield, there is no. N- there's nothing they just below. put the dirt on top of the grass. And so the the ruts were getting so deep that you legit buried a bike. Like yeah. you you couldn't get the bike out unless you had a, a crane, truck, something towing it out. Yeah. So I mean the ruts will get deep, um, but not Daytona deep, but for sure can get deep. But what I'm saying is it's it gonna be a mutter where you can still jump things or is it gonna be a mutter where you have to roll everything? And that really changes it completely. I think I th- the way I see it and the way bikes and riders are nowadays i I think regardless of how muddy it gets i mean we've seen some gnarly stadium mutters back in the day um even just within the last like three four years i think there was i think it was like three or four years ago there was a a bunch of mutters i think there was like four or five mutters just on one coast alone which was pretty crazy but um no uh with the way that how talented the riders are and the bikes have to just develop so much and how much power they have and how great they were there's you, you at least on like on this tracker here with the long long rhythms double 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 on off you can work those things but what's really going to change it is who's got the cojones to bust out those triples to to stretch it and send it and that's where i get back to it yeah it's round two like how how hard do they want to send it and how much do they want to risk only in round two yeah like jordan smith he's only three points down well if he's a ahead of rj or rj's if it finishes just like this, RJ wins and Jordan Smith second, I think Jordan Smith would take that. To leave, yeah, you're still losing points, but you're not letting them get too far ahead. I think this it's going to be a conservative race for a lot of people because no one, you don't want to push too hard, slip, hurt yourself, hurt the bike, or you push too hard and the bike overheats and you DNF. You DNF, your season's done. You're racing for race wins now, not for a championship. Yeah, so that's true. It, that's it true. brings a lot on the line. Um so there's some, there's one name you haven't brought up yet, and I'm shocked you haven't. Oh, Joe Shimoda? Yeah. Oh, I love him. I know. You, you, you brought up three other riders before you brought up him. I just, Joey, I know it's rough going because you got a new bike, but I believe in you. And Shimoda I still Boat should be good in the mud. Shimoda Boat, it's a new bike, though. 
And I, I would have to say I disagree that he looked horrible all last week. I think he did well. He came back from, like, 12th. He did, like, very well, considering he ended in 4th. I think he's just trying to find his flow on the new bike, and I do love my Shimodi boat. But I don't know if this is the one for him. Mm. I think he'll be up there. I think he'll get a podium. Okay. Okay. Um, and I do think he's still going to win the championship. But and I don't know if this is his th- race There's or a not. couple riders on here that I don't know – how great they are in the in the mud per se like a big one that raised up a lot of eyebrows a lot of people are looking at him now uh juju bomer uh on the on the ktm the rookie he came out looking amazing at a1 yeah i don't know how good he is in the mud no one no one really no one really knows knows i mean yeah he's raced some outdoors stuff like that the one thing that i have out of this is that he's from lake Havasu city like we've brought up before but he used to race like works in like the off-road races, so yeah. he, he he could be a surprise guy in this one, like just like he was at A one. No one, yeah. There's rumors that he's flying at the test track, just like everyone says, but yeah, he proved it at A one. Yes, he did. So Juju coming into this with it being a mutter, him coming <coughs> from kind of off-road over, I kind of like it. I I kind of do. He's young. The the fitness, uh, I I think the fitness is there. I think the adrenaline boost he dropped back uh at a one a little bit he was uh, he got the whole shot and he was running on the podium spot and he dropped back i think a lot of that has to do with the adrenaline rush your first main a one you whole shotted you're leading oh my god and then it it wore i think the adrenaline just got him so quickly in the beginning that it just wore off um so he started dropping i think that is a wild card and i think he's my wild card of the week that could shock a lot of people I'd be impressed if he got a top 10, just yeah. like last week. You know, he finished in sixth, which was really impressive, very impressive for his first race as a pro rider. Um, I don't know. Lake Havasu City is in Arizona. It's pretty dry. But yeah, works. People travel, though. People yeah, travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With works. You know, works is muddy. Can't be muddy. So mm. he does have a chance of doing well. Uh, I think he might end up, I'd say definitely the top 10, maybe better than he did last week. But I'm not holding out hopes, you know. You still have to prove yourself to us as fans yeah, yeah. a little bit yeah. as a pro rider. So. I agree. So uh, moving on, uh, a couple other riders. Um, Mitch Olderberg, I don't, I don't really have a lot to say with this guy. Um, I know he got eighth. Good for him. I was watching the main event gate drop, and he was about two bikes away from the very outside where the camera was. And... You know, we're we're sitting there, revs are up, gates are about to drop, and he just blasts into the into the <laughs> gate. In we're like, oh no! I just uh, oh uh, yeah, oh, no. Oldenburg, gosh. I mean, good for him for coming back to eighth after like literally being last off the gate. But, but I just kind of I I don't really have much on him. I don't look I don't look for him to 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 kill it this weekend. Um, Garrett Marchbanks though is someone who he rode well. I am still shocked he's on a two fifty. I, I he's a he's a bigger stature guy. He's tall. I do believe he belongs on a 450, but there's no open rides. And well, I'm I'm shocked that Club MX didn't just move him up. But um, he he is a bigger guy, so I, I worry a little bit. I know he's aggressive, so I think he I know he's a good mud rider. I know that, but bigger guy, mud. I do, and it, same thing. There's 23. YZ 250s. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they have that bike figured out yet. I, it could, they could all prove me wrong, but I don't know. I just think a bigger guy in the mud is not going to work. There's another person that 
underperformed at A1. Oh, yeah. That I think, you know, it, it's tough to even say he'll get a top five. I mean, he is a factory rider. It's tough to say he's going to get top five if you look at the top five, and they're, it's stacked already. Yeah. But I'd like to see him a little bit more into the mix as uh, Ryder D. Francisco. Um, Ryder D, obviously, I know he's gone from Cowie. Long time. Lifer at Cowie. Moving over to Gas Gas. I was hoping for a little bit more out of him. To only get ninth was kind of – I get your first ride on the bike, but I just – I'd like to see him in the mix a little bit more. But counterpoint to that, um, Maximus Boland, brand new bike, lifelong KTM rider, he did great. So I call BS, new bike, whatever. I think he, I don't know what happened. I definitely was expecting more. He did not perform how I thought he was going to, very obviously. But I don't think that's an excuse because Maximus Boland did great. Yeah, yeah, no, well, it, it also comes down, you know, I, I, I think Max and his program is great. Ryder D, I actually think they're close to the same age. Same. I have no idea. I think they're close, but um, Volan's got it figured out. But you know, Ryder D is just one of those guys who could turn it on. But I just don't know how he is in a mutter, and mutter can just shake a lot of different things up. So I don't know. It's a really crapshoot. You know, if it was normal weather, we can kind of have a. Figured out where people are going to be or whatever with the mutter. You never really know. Um, all right, let's 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 get our picks in. Um, Amanda, who do you think is winning San Francisco 250s? Oh, Jordan Smith. I already said. Woo! That's my pick. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, I think RJ, my boy Rick James, is just going to keep this show going. He's showed it. He's the best in the class. He's a great starter. And... That man can ride in the mud, and there's no quitting him. He can go down. He can go no goggles. He could all this stuff covered in mud. Can't see. There's no giving him. I'm going RJ to continue with the momentum that he has. All right. And um, keep the red plate, expand the lead, and get him to a championship that is well-deserved, and it's been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. I, I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed if – Joe Shimoda did not win the championship, but I would be much happier if he did. So, All right, moving on to the 450s. Um, with the 450s, there's a lot of, lot of moving parts going on in the 450s right now. Um, but before we jump in, let's get an injury update again from our medical expert. Go ahead. All right, so uh, Avi, obviously, uh, Freezy, Freezy himself. Um, oh, freeze that <laughs> asshole. He went down with an injury. Uh, it is still undisclosed what kind of injury he's had, but he was holding his hand, so we don't know if it's like collarbone, shoulder, hand. I've heard dislocated left shoulder. Oh, you think so? Heard. Okay, that's, okay. That's, I've heard dislocated left shoulder. He's a maybe in this race. Yeah, they that don't was, know if he's going to race or not. That was just per Racer X, so I was just reporting um, based off of that. Um, but otherwise, so obviously he's not going to be here this time around. Uh, Logan Carnell. Ooh, if you did not mm. see that... Uh, photo of his injury probably for the better uh that foot was definitely not looking the right direction if you know what i mean viewer discretion advised. advised yeah if you look up that crash uh that foot was almost completely 180 the opposite direction it should be going so and there's a video of them popping his ankle back in oh boy that yes, is please, that. please 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 advise you can, if you watch that you uh, can hear the no pop. no no okay you can hear um it. so obviously he's out for the foreseeable future 
Um, and uh, honorable mention, uh, Frederick Norin uh, apparently injured Fast his. Fast Freddy. Yeah, he injured his wrist in uh, the main at A1. He had a DNF, but he'll be back for round two. So we're excited to see him there. Perfect. Well, thank you again for the medical update. Um, that's something to always keep up on on who's in, who's out, and what is going on. All right. Again, quick recap with A1. Uh, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. Um, Jet Lawrence. I don't know. He won. I get it. Starting to get tired of it. Um, and I don't think I'm alone with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I mean, he is really good. I just, yeah. I just want to see him get caught up in the middle of the pack. If he can push through the rest of it, I'll, I'll put my hands up. I'll, Wipe my hands clean. Say, all right, all right. But if he has just has really good starts, and I feel like that's how he's able to get ahead so far. He, he makes it look so easy. And he does. It, you know, and that, now, nothing against him, obviously. No. Um, he's g- already, the w- at the pace he's going, he he's going to be Hall of Famer, legend. Every, For sure. Every, everything. He's yeah. already on that path big time. But he just does it in such a way and it's just constant you know we've seen it all outdoors we've seen it in the 250s and all i just come on i want someone else and i got my hopes up i really thought uh web winning that heat race was gonna like was a sign and it was good sign and then uh jason anderson um put in work in that main event yeah, he just did. couldn't make it happen yeah but he did yeah so jet lawrence uh taking uh, the red plate in a1 jason anderson second Chase Sexton with uh, a, a solid third. I think it's good uh, with that red plate. N- he loses the red plate, obviously, but with the number one, um, I think it's it, it was a good night for him. The most silent race result of the entire A1 night would be Aaron Plessinger coming in fourth. Just oh, under yeah. the radar, coming in out of nowhere. Yeah. No, that was a... That felt good. That felt good in here, in my heart. Everyone loves that, and I was just hoping maybe, maybe we get an AP podium to start A one, AP A one. Let's go. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. And then rounding out the top five, we had Dylan Ferrandez with, and I, I, solid, solid ride there. Did way better than I thought, and I just want to put an honorable mention in there. Cooper Webb sixth. He was running, uh, in third, right behind Jason Anderson until he kind of. Uh, over the hip jump, cartwheeled himself yeah, and himself, huh? lost a little bit there, which which is a bummer to me because um, uh, I I think we had an epic race on our hands with you know I think I think there was like five or six minutes ago I think we had an epic race on our hands down to the end for oh, yeah. the podium and I, so I I was a little bummed on that but um, yeah so Cooper Webb sixth yeah. going into San Francisco it's hard not to pick Jet again. Yeah, I won't. I got my hopes <laughs> up, like, outdoors. Jet won Paula, round one. I was like, okay, congrats. The rookie did it. Woo-hoo. And now he's got to back it up. And then he backed oh, it he up. Oh, he backed it up, but he can't do it three. But then he went on and did it 22 freaking times. He backed it up 21 times in a row. So it's hard for me not to pick Jet. And he made it look so damn well, you just look at him riding it. Seriously, you like you're like, how are you so relaxed? You're literally eight seconds ahead of everybody else and like gaining time. The one thing I have a l- like, okay, 
I don't want to get my hopes up because every time I get my hopes up, they I just get shut down. But the one thing we have for like look forward to the weather. Yeah. Stacked field. I know Jet gets good starts. I know he does. So do a lot of other guys. He didn't, you know, he got a great start at the main event, but then um, got shuffled in the heat races and stuff. But Yeah. And he went down in the heat race. So we saw that mistake be made with it being mutter, slick, deep ruts. There's a lot more areas for error that he can slip out, do whatever, and it, it could cost him. Um so, yeah, it's hard not to pick Jet, but I'm not picking Jet. I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, Jason Anderson, I think, is going to come out flying. Um, he looks so good at A1 that I think he, he's he got a real shot at this. Um, I'd love to see Jason Anderson back. I mean, he's already looking like he used 2022 Jason Anderson. Uh, obviously, well, obviously on, on the podium. The seven race wins I don't think is going to happen because he's – not he's got jet to deal with i mean yeah he has jet to deal with but the long start is promising because it gives the other riders a chance to beat him through like to the first turn but you know i'm excited to see chase uh, up in the running too i think that he has a good chance i mean anderson does look well look well <laughs> he looks good english is hard sometimes english is very hard um, um but I, i'm just excited to see chase up there too i think he kind of just got a bad start last time i think he's gonna really put in a good race this time even though it's a mutter most likely gonna be a mutter i think chase has to be on the podium this weekend oh yeah has to um Stay the way running, that sure. jet's running chase needs to just dungy this whole thing out and be on podium every single time even if jet does go on to win the championship chase needs to be on the podium every time and just just dungy this entire season um, the person I'm looking forward to most is his teammate, Aaron Plessing, number seven, AP seven. He's not far back in points. Yeah, it's only after one round, but he's not that far back. But what I'm looking at is this weather. He is a mud rider, and I, he's tall. He's lanky. He's he, he he loves that. He always he tweets out. He's like that. He's excited. Oh, is there mud? Is it? Is there rain in the forecast? He yeah. gets excited for that stuff. So, um, I look forward to seeing AP. I I think this is a weekend we get AP on the podium. I really do. Yeah, AP looked really, really good in the past in the mud, and I've heard that Cowboys do like mud. So I think uh, yeah, he, he keeps has, it dirty. He does. <laughs> he keeps it dirty, indeed. I think he'll do great in the mud. I I hope he gets a podium. I want him to get a podium. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Fernandez, um, quiet night, quiet fifth. Rode well. I just don't know. Don't know if uh, Mud is going to be his friend. I don't really. I'm trying to recall when we've seen him in a mutter. And I know he's a good outdoor rider. Um, so who knows? It, this might be good for him. I just don't see him backing up. I think this, uh, outside of his one podium that he got, I think last year or maybe the year before that, I think this is the best finish he's ever had. Um, I don't think he backs it up. I truly don't. I mean, if Cooper Webb doesn't have his incident, he's, you know, Cooper's ahead of him. Barsha is a great mud rider. He'll be up there. Justin Cooper, I don't want to say Justin Cooper. I mean, he's from New York, so 
They got a lot of uh, ruddy dirt up there, but I'm not going to say he's amazing in the dirt or in, in the mud and it would like kill it, but he's a very uh, conservative, consistent rider, um, which I think obviously in the mud will result, result into a good finish. Yeah, I think any East Coast like guy from the East Coast probably has a, a little bit of an advantage in the mud because definitely more deserty on the West Coast. Not saying there's no mud, but it does give him definitely a chance to do better because he, you know, grew up riding in more muddy like terrain. Yeah, just some softer terrain. Yeah. There's two names here. I actually have three names for you that should be up there and mixing it up. I'm going to start with number one. We got Eli Tomac. A disappointing ninth. I know we had Danny on the podcast last week talking like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. No. Mm, I think not. In order to say the daddy of the sport, Eli Tomac, is back, he needs to be on the podium this weekend. Oh, Um, yeah. Showing up with a ninth and having Justin Cooper just straight up pass him. Yeah. No errors, no, just straight up pass him was it just showed something that uh, Tomac's not back. He's not back at yeah. all. I, I I just think Tomac needs to be on the podium this weekend for him to be okay. A1 was a fluke. He hasn't really been good at A1 in A1 his career. A1 is A1, you know. Yeah, and he's won it once. Uh, he won it last year, but I just I don't think Tomac has got it. I don't think he's back. I really don't. And in order for me to eat my own words, he needs to be on the podium this weekend. Plain and simple. Yeah, I, I don't I think see any way around it. I think, you know, he's probably like 70, 80%. Uh, definitely disappointing when Justin Cooper just kind of like right around him. But I don't know. I don't. I can't agree with Danny when he says he's still in contention. I have to see something way more impressive than ninth this week, including, like you said, a podium. Like he has to be on the podium to even be considered in contention for the championship it just doesn't make any sense if he's sticking in the top 10 sure that's impressive and stuff but i don't know he just he's not quite there maybe it's a mental thing from his injury could be could be but uh, uh, not l- impressed. L- let me get your opinion on ken rocks and going into round two. Oh, i love kenny kenny and joe shimoda have been my day ones i've loved them forever also mookie i love mookie but I'm concerned about the kickstart. If it's a mudder, you can stall in the mud very easily. So my my question for you, even right. though I think he'll do well, it's a little bit of a, a bet, guys. Uh, over under three and a half times. How many times do you think he's gonna have to re-kickstart his bike if it is a mudder? In the main? Yeah. Over. Over three and a half times. Over. I I do. Uh, Ken Roxon. Um, he well. Okay, let me put it this way. He can. Take off. He's a great starter, great in the mud. He's consistent, and he very well could win this weekend. He was my pick last weekend, and I th- I truly think he could have been up in that podium fight uh, yeah. with Anderson and Webb if uh, uh, he did not go down in the first turn. It's kind of blue, but yeah. Um, I I know I, I I think we got for Kenny. Yeah, that's the issue with the Suzuki going into a mudder is you can't rely on those bikes with the compression, the mud, the heat. If that bike's even going to start up again, oh he yeah, he could literally tip over and be done. DNF. Yep. Um, he's very lucky that when he went down at A one in the first turn, that his bike 
kept running. He actually picked it up and kept going. It was still running, which yeah, was nice. that was very. He lucky. didn't have to kick it, but uh, I am worried about Ken Roxon. He is still one of my favorites coming into winning this event, but an off chance he gets tangled up in a tough block, tips over in a turn or a puddle or anything like that, and he stalls it. He's in trouble. Oh, yeah. That goes for all Suzuki's, all the 450 and 250. They're in trouble. It's just kickstarting a bike that's overheated next to impossible. It's called a button start, and Suzuki needs to get on it. Suzuki, get your shit together. Yep. Um, so, with that being said, working down the list, it b- brings me to my last guy Mookie. Malcolm wah, Stewart. Wah. Uh, pretty disappointing A1. But again, he went down in the first turn with. Roxon, and then he went down again shortly yes, after did. that. So he went down twice, came back to get, I believe, an 11th place. Um, I don't know if he's much of a mud rider. I don't know. You know, I, I, I can't tell you the last time I think I really watched Mookie in, like, pretty bad mud. So I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how he'll do. If he can just, it, as long as he just doesn't go down. I mean, realistically, yeah. he should be... He should be ahead of Justin Cooper, and he got eighth. He yeah. should he should be ahead of Ferrandez, who got fifth. Absolutely. So, and well, it's, it's hard to tell. I mean, we're, I'm sitting here looking at it, and we're looking at the top eleven people, and eight of them can easily just win this weekend. So it's a little, it it, it is tough to try and pick a winner. And like we said at the beginning of the show, the it's it's a mutter. It, it it's no one knows. No one knows what's gonna go on. Yeah. And there's only one way you can find out. Is watch. Yeah. Watch it on watch it. And then if you can't watch it, you got us to give you a recap. And I almost forgot to mention in my um medical update, Hunter Lawrence. Oh. Last week. Who called it? He was limping away. He broke his toe. Guys, you know what? He you broke know what? his toe. We uh we almost ended this podcast without talking about Without him. even mentioning That's him. how irrelevant he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, he's a phenomenal writer. He's really good. He really has paved the way for Jet to kind of take off in this class and in this sport. But I never thought we would go a podcast without at least mentioning, for almost forgetting to mention Legit him. almost just ended the podcast without talking about Hunter. Hunter so with that being said, um, I don't have much to say about Hunter. I really, I really don't. No. Um, he didn't make the main. He's about to go into San Francisco. That's going to be a mutter. It's going to be tough gonna be cold and yeah. now they're saying that he's got a broken toe broken big toe um excuse after excuse after excuse here here i'm starting to like get a little frustrated with the lawrence brothers starting to get frustrated yeah what's that okay i understand jets the face of the sport i get yeah. it i see it yeah he's winning everything and then his brother hunter's right there with him team honda all all this stuff i get it yeah but if something goes wrong with either of them, it's nothing but excuses, this or that or this, what whatever it is. There's, and, th- and then they're selling these VIP tickets to go to the race, $2,000 a ticket. Ugh. And then if something happens, it's just excuse, excuse, excuse. I don't know. I, I, I really don't have much to say about Hunter Lawrence um, besides prove it this weekend. Yeah. Prove it because I don't think it's going to happen. I could see a top yeah. 10 just because – based on skill and compared to the other guys and stuff like that. But um, if he were to finish inside the top eight, I'd be like, All right. okay. okay, you finish top five, I'd start giving you a look. But 
I don't see it. I think they're going to use that broken toe. I understand. It's a broken toe. I and it's get the it. big toe. I get it. it. It is It is tough, but it's just one thing after another. Um, so I don't know. With, with Hunter, you know, uh, a lot of people thought Jet and Hunter won two this year, and they're just take over the sport. Jet's taking over the sport. Hunter, uh, I don't know. He's uh, kind of in the background. Keep like going, bud. Keep keep trying. I, I, don't, I don't really have much to say over that. I truly believe the entire top ten outside of Eli Tomac, because I, I think Hunter could beat Tomac right now the way Tomac's riding, but Oof. there's not that many people. I, I don't know. I think all these people can beat Hunter at this given moment. He did not look good, even in yeah. the LCQ when he put on a hard charge. Looking good, but I, I just I don't see it happening. But, yeah, I just kind of disappointing. I mean, a big toe, obviously, is a big part of riding. You're on your the ball of your foot almost the entire time, you know what I mean? But it it is kind of disappointing that he's just kind of coming out here. Obviously got in an accident that he couldn't have prevented, but I hope to see more better out of him. I do. I don't want Jet to be the face of the Lawrence brothers because it's always been fun, the two of them. I'd like to see him up there more competing with Jet, but he just – I don't think he has the speed. I want to see them go head-to-head. Yeah. Not like racing – I want to see him um, – Yeah, head-to-head. That's what I mean. I want to see them race against each other, but that's not, not, not necessarily what I'm talking about. I want there to be like a good guy, bad guy. I think Jet's playing that good guy. I'm the young guy. I laugh. I joke. I suck at math and blah, 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 blah. Hunter, I I don't know I I think the sport needs a bad guy. We have friends, uh, uh, Vince Freezy, and people are hating him and, and all that stuff. And oh yeah, he's a we got all the sure different right characters and all that stuff. But I honestly, the two headlines are Jet and Hunter Lawrence, and I'm just waiting for the day that Hunter and Jet maybe they're they're bumping heads, something like that. And oh, uh, I just I just want it to where. I would love if Hunter Lawrence le- were to leave Honda. And it's not going to happen anytime soon. No, it's a freaking no, no, no. gold mine where they're at. Oh, they're yeah. making so much money. The publicity, yeah. sponsors, yeah. All, all this stuff. They're, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. But I think I speak for a lot of people. How crazy would it be if Hunter Lawrence was on Cowie or Yamaha? You have brothers that were close, not close anymore, uh, or not as close, separate teams racing against each other. I that. Storybook right there. Do you know what I think? Hot, this is a little bit of a hot take. You know how the story of Hunter coming up and kind of paving the way for Jet to really take over the sport? Now I think it's kind of flip-flopped with Jet is stringing Hunter along at this point. Like, I feel like Hunter's he not is. performing he is. well enough, but Honda wants to have the feel-good. We have the brothers on the team. I don't think Hunter deserves that factory ride right at this moment, and he needs to prove us prove to us th- for the rest of the season that he er- he earns he is supposed to be there yeah i mean he hell of a writer and stuff like that but i i just i don't know i don't really have much to say for hunter yeah uh, besides that, bring, prove it, it prove it that's all i gotta say on that show mark. us what you got sure. <laughs> <laughs> good one all right but before we close out who's your pick for san francisco oh jason anderson for sure you're going Anderson. Oh, yeah. I honestly did not expect you to go that route. I did not see that at mm. all. Um, expect the unexpected, babe. Ooh, I like it. Um, oh, boy, so much of me wants to pick Barsha just because the mud race last year. I just don't think phys- he's physically fit for it. Um, 
I'm following you with Anderson. Oh. No, I'm a follower. I, 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 I'm not a follower. I'm a leader, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead you guys with the best picks in the house, and that's why we got RJ and Anderson. I really thought you were going to pick boom, AP. Boom. I, you know, I want to go AP. Like, we had Danny uh, we had Danny Red on here uh, for our last podcast for the review of A1. And, yeah, he picked Levi Kitchen because of Washougal Boy, which I, that's a great that's pick fair. for 250s. Yeah. And then 450s, he did pick AP. Um, I, I, I really like AP in this situation, but I, I don't know. I, I, he looked really good. He could come out, and I, I want him to win. I just don't think he's going to win. Anderson looked so, good. so good. He had a good start, and in the yeah. whole race, he looked good. Um, I, I, I like Anderson in this spot. I really do. All right. But it is decided. It is decided. All right. Well, that concludes episode three of the Dirty Hour. Thank you for hanging in there for this long, and thank you for listening to our San Francisco round two preview. Um, again, like, subscribe, share this podcast. Thank you for the support. You can also listen to this podcast on iTunes, Amazon, or Spotify, or anywhere you can get podcasts on. We're on it. Um, we look forward to doing a recap with you guys. Again, if you have any input, your picks, you have something to say about our picks because you think your picks are better than ours, which they're not because we're the best over here. Eh, Colton might be. I'm not. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, chime into our Instagram page, Keep It Dirty USA. You can hit us up there. Uh, we'd love to hear you guys' uh, opinions. And, hey, you strike up a good topic. Let's get you on this podcast. We'll phone you in and uh, get you on the air and let's kind of let's, let's pick your brain and let's see what's going on but um, thank you for the support thank you for tuning in for uh, episode 3 of the Dirty Hour and we will catch you guys next week yeah see you guys see ya